This is Gemara Numa Daf Mem Gimel. Again, apologies for the lateness of today's Daf. Mir Hashem, after today, everything should be back on the schedule. Baruch Hashem, for good reasons, for Simchais. I want to personally thank everyone for their wonderful emails. I have not gotten a chance to respond, although I hope to in the next day or two. But thank you all, and Mir Hashem, we should all continue in sharing in Simchais together. All the learning for this month, the month of Sivan, as we continue in Yuma, has been generously sponsored as a special Shidduch for Yisrael Chaim and Devaira. We should as well hear good news and continue sharing Simchais, the Shidduch Bekarayv. Of course, the rest of our Chaylim, Madam Vegahim, Sarsh, and Sivan Rezas, or Baskinandol, Yutarach, Basri, Kagitali, Tavasim, Chaysay, Solomon, Mindale, the friend of Shalay, Shamas, Nami, Shavik, Shahan, Shalom, Shuam, and Tiadinam, and Han Rezol, Melchai, Basin, the Rokhos of Musa, Dinan, which in Mindus, Sivan Vegahim, the Chalasun, the Huva, Menachamendo, and Taiba, Besoy Shar, Chayli Israel. So really, we're up to Mem Gimlam Ral from the very top, but just to get ourselves back into things, if you're looking on your screen, you're going to see Membez, Membez, and highlighted is the statement of Ula, because this was Ula started yesterday, and Ula is going to continue for the entire Amid Aleph, all the way into the Mishnah on Amid Bez. And Ula is in the middle of Darshaning, all about Paraduma. We're in the middle of a bit of a digression, a sidebar that we got involved over here, as yesterday we started talking about the Lashayn Shel Zahiris, the, ra- the red wool wrapped around the Seir Mishtalech that you sent down, and we went into other cases that as well have this red wool, one of them being the Paraduma. And Ula made a quite of a quite an enigmatic, interesting statement on Membez Membez, about 15 lines on the bottom, that Kolabar Shakula Mashma Moitzimian Mashma Umashma Memela. Which means that this entire parsha paraduma, there are times that it's an implication it takes out of the regular reading that it's implied. It says one thing and it implies something else, and then there are times that mashma memila that the pasuk that's implied means what it says. So basically, Ula starting off by teaching us that paraduma is a bit interesting. Sometimes it's going to come and talk straight, and sometimes it's going to come and talk in rhymes almost. And that, this is obviously the Torah. We're in the middle of going through all the different. Sukim about the Parah Aduma. So we're going to continue that in one moment. And just one last thing is we concluded yesterday with Rav Shimon, which you see highlighted on the bottom of the Amid, which is Rav Shimon taught us Darish Taimah Dikra. We had a Machlaikas, whether you could Darish Taimah of the Sukim. And then Afkamina was, which we concluded yesterday, as you see now on the top of Mem Gimel of Aleph, was the Apik Chamar Ba'ada, which this was a din that you have to take the paraduma of Yata Hachutza, you have to take it outside. And the question was, what if the animal's not moving? The paraduma's not moving. You're not allowed to pull it, you're not allowed to push it. What are you supposed to do? So we had different suggestions, a different... Um, Farmer tips we learned about yesterday. Perhaps you want to take another animal with it. It will follow suit. We said you can't do that. Why? Because someone's going to think maybe you're bringing that other animal. And Rav Shimon said that we are darshaning time of the crow, the reason why. And therefore the Nafkimina is going to be Dabil Khamar Bada. That's going to come out that according to Rav Shimon, it's going to be Aser. It's going to be Mutter, I'm sorry. The reason is, your Shimon is the Tanikama. The reason is, no one is going to say that you're bringing a Hamar as your Paraduma. If you take your Paraduma and it's the wrong type of animal, then instead that you take a black animal, then we're afraid maybe someone's going to think that you're taking a black Paraduma, which of course is impossible. But once we see that that's not the case, once we see that they're taking out a Hamar, a completely different animal, no one is going to uh, think such a thing. And therefore the Gemara is saying, Right now, that is going to be the difference whether you darsh the time of the crawl. That is Rav Shimon the Tanakama that's going to say it's mutter, whereas Rebbe, which is going to say it is also. So we continue darshing the psukim. 
We're on the it says Fasa Gimel. We're on the top of Mem Gimel but Aleph Shachat Aisa. And you have to shecht it, you have to shecht the Para Aduma. Says the Gemara, what do we learn? It's the only item you shecht. You cannot shecht another animal with it. Lefanov has to be in front of him. So this is going to be dependent upon the Machlikis yesterday of Ravin Shmuel. Says the Gemara, La Rav, what does it mean? As we learned yesterday, the Rav learns that you can't, you have to be be cognizant, you have to be thinking about the Shechita the whole time. Shmuel says this means that Ishar, I'm sorry, is allowed to do the Shechita. Now Allah Zaraya and Allah Zedekayin is going to watch. And this was an underlying machlekes between Rav and Shmuel. Whether a non-Kayin is allowed to do the Shechita of the Parah Aduma, which we're going to conclude uh, about this in Amun Beis. But Shmuel is teaching us that yes, a non-Kayin can indeed do it. So what's the fun of? Allah Zara has to watch it. Rav says, no, a non-Kayin cannot do it. So what's Lefana? You always have to be bedas, you have to be cognizant of the Shechita that is happening. And the Torah continues four lines down, which is Pasuk Dalid. takes the dam, he takes the dam with his finger. So again, this is going to be dependent upon this Machlekes, Shmuel and Rav, exactly what the Pasuk means. L'Shmuel Lazar. According to Shmuel, this means it's going back. And Elazar has to be the one to take the dam with his finger. But according to the Rav, which you know that Elazar is already involved, one of the more unique drushas in the Torah, that when it limits and then limits again, it excludes two times in a row. Why are you repeating again? That has to be taken by Elazar rabbis. It comes to include, quite ironic, but that's one of the Yud Gimel Midas that are in the drushas of hand we say every day in Rabbi Yishmael that miyot achar miyot when the Torah says limits and then limits again it comes to teach us the opposite it comes to include what's it including it's including the afilu koyin hadith that a koyin hadith not the koyin gadol is allowed to sprinkle the dam of the paraduma. And we continue, says the Gemara, and the Kayin now takes the Yitzarez, the cedar wood, which is the hyssop, that type of grass, and that wool. So again, we have the blood, now he's taking these other items, and what's he taking them? He's going to mix them with the burning paraduma. Again, there's two parts, we could almost say, about the paraduma. One, you catch the blood, you sprinkle the blood. That was number one. Number two is you burn the cow and you take those ashes and you mix the ashes with, the, with these few ingredients which yesterday we spoke about extensively what happens if the ingredients which is really how we got into this discussion which was about the shnitai las which is about the red wool, what happens if it gets singed, it's burned before it gets mixed together, because Allah says you have to mix these three ingredients with the burning cow, says the Gemara, so why here does it say, that the Kayin has to take it, the Kayin's doing the whole thing, it keeps on saying, the Kayin, the Kayin, the Kayin, what's it teaching us over here? So says the Gemara again, it's going to be a machlaik as Rav and Shmuel, Lishmuel, according to Shmuel, what does it teach us, that even the coin had it. Comes to teach you that even a coin had it could be the one to do this avoida. The Rav, what does it teach us according to Rav? It's no, we have to say it again, even though we know already from the previous Joshua that we saw that a coin had it is allowed. So according to Rav, what's it teaching us? I would have thought. Like we just spoke out. There's two stages, and one of them is not the actual working with the cow. So I would have thought, you don't need. 
to have a kain on a that says the Gemara Kamash Lam, and you have a special drasha, then indeed a kain is needed even for this part. So according to Rav, we have two drashas: one that the actual the blood of the kai, of the para, and two about the ashes as well. And we continue where in Pasuk Zayin Vachibes Begadav Akain, and the kain um, not washes but he uh, dips, he immerses his clothing. What does it teach us? This teaches us that the Kayin has to be wearing his Kayin clothing, has to be wearing his big day kahuna. And then the Pasik says, And the Kayin is Tame until the evening. This is one of the ironies which we've spoken about. Now, when it comes to Paraduma, the one that does the sprinkling, he himself becomes Tame. And the person getting the sprinkled becomes Tar. The 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 Chaik that even Shlomo Melch did not understand says, The Gemara Kayin Bechiunai Litairais. Why here does it say again, Kayin? This teaches us that it has to be wearing, that even by future generations, he has to be wearing the big day kuhuna. Of course, part of the extra drasha is because the Torah is talking here about the original paraduma in the midbar. And one might have thought that maybe only in the midbar you have to have all these halachas. But perhaps when it comes to the paraduma for future generations, as we'll see more in the regular base amigdash, there's different halachas. So we, we reiterate that no, he has to be wearing the big day kuhuna even. In future generations, says the Gemara. It's good according to the Man Damar that says that anything that the first coin, the first part was done by a Lazar, and latter part was done by a coin and it makes a lot of sense. This is teaching us that latter times it's done by a coin and Gadol. If it's teaching me, they bump it up a notch that by the first one it was a Lazar. Lazar was not the coin Gadol. A Lazar was the Scan. He was the right hand man. But it's teaching me that future generations it has to be the coin Gadol. So then, why would we need another pasuk to teach me he's wearing the why would you think that if you need to go so far and need to have even the Kain Gadol you would think the Kain Gadol is not wearing his clothing answers the Gemara you're right it's a very good question this is again an interesting rule in that we find that even things that we can know they're Pashim Misvara they're logical it's an item that we learn from still we have a Pasuk that teaches then we continue Vasav Ishtar, Pasik number, Pasik test, that the one who is tar gathers together all the ashes. Again, after he burnt the paraduma with this grass and the hyssop and the wool, he burns it and then he comes and he gathers them all together as Ifar Apara. He gathers together all the ashes, says the Gemara Vihiniach, and he places them outside the camp, Achutza. Says the Gemara Ish. Why does the Apostle say Ish? To teach me even Azar, a Yisrael is allowed to gather in the ashes. Tar, Lachshir Isha, that a woman could gather in the ashes. Viniach, and it's placed outside the camp. Misha Ish by Das Laniach. It teaches me you have to do a Hanacha. It's an action, that the action needs someone with cognizant Das. Who is that? That comes to exclude Yatzachir Shaitavikatan. Shane Ben Das Laniach, they do not have Das. And that is the placing of the ash. Tanan Hasam. We learned in the Mishnah, and again now we're going to 
where we're really continuing darshaning up the psukim, but we're going to learn a bit of a rule in a Mishnah, which is going to take us to the next segment of the Gemara. So tonight and also we learned in a Mishnah, that when it comes to the Kaddish, when it comes to mix together the water with the ashes, the special spring water, the Mayan, Mayim Chayim, together with the ashes, everyone is kosher, aside for one who doesn't have the ashes, Rav Yudah disagrees. And he says, no, a katan is kosher. And he says, but a woman or an andragonist is someone who has both uh, female and male characteristics. So those are both bustles, says Rav Yehuda. So says the Gemara, let's figure out what does this Mishnah mean. Again, the Tanakhama said... I, only one with us. Rav Yudah says a cotton could do it and a woman cannot. My time with the Rabbana, where did the Rabbana get this thing from? The Chsev, it says in the Torah, It says that you should take for the Tame from the ashes of the from the burning of the Chatas. Excuse me. Hanach. These, so it equates the two. And those that are not allowed to do the asif for the gathering together of the ashes, they're also not allowed to do the kiddush, to do the pouring in of the water with the ashes. Again, this is the Rabbanan Shita. So says the Rabbanan, the two are very similar. That if you can't gather the ashes, you can't mix the water. And that's why the Rabbanan said that when it comes to mixing the water with the ashes, it cannot be done by a Very good. So, what's the obvious question? What does Rabbi Yehuda hold? Rabbi Yehuda, what does he hold? Says the Gemara that if you are right, Rabbanan and Kilim Vilokach, it should have said Vilokach. My Vilokhu. Why does it add on Vilokhu in the plural? Says the Gemara. Meaning, if it was just going back in the previous thing, it's Vilokach. Whoever did that could do this. But why does it say Vilokhu in the plural? Says Rabbi Yehuda. The Afilu the it's adding sewn on. Sewn that before was puzzle. When he came to gathering the ashes, a cotton was puzzle. Says Rabbi Yudavullah, it adds on that it comes to pouring in the water. The cotton is kosher. Isha minale. So where does Rabbi Yudavullah know? Says the Gemara. Where does Rav Yudin know that she's not allowed to pour in the water? It says Nasan, male and not female. What do the Rabbanan do with Rav Yudin's taina that it says It says the plural. If they both are in in the singular, I would agree with you. It says for a different reason. It teaches me a din that when it comes to the placement of the ashes, then it has to be in the plural. They're teaching me that even if two people are the ones that are loch who take the ashes, it's going to be kosher. And now review, the Rabbani continue and explain because Rahman of loch who, Vinasnu. So say everything in the plural. No, then Hava, I mean, Adeshakli, Trey, Vyavi, Trey. I would have thought that it has to be done specifically the same two people. I'm sorry, not necessarily the same two people, but it has to be that two people take the ash and two people 
people pour in the water. The, again, Lokach is the one taking the ash. Nasnu is pouring in the water. So it's interesting. When it comes to Lokach, it's plural. Nasan is singular. To teach us that filu shakli trevi of chad, it's going to be kosher. Even if two people take the ashes and one person is the one that puts down the water, pours in the water, it's still okay. That is how the Rabbanan are going to learn. The Lokach, again, and now this Machlaik is between Rabbi Yehuda. And the Rabbanan is going to continue through the rest of the Psukim now in each stage. So says the Gemara, this is really Pasuk Yudchas in the Parsha. We skipped a few Psukim um, with the Bara Aduma. So you take that Ezoiv again, we have the water mixed with the ashes, the ashes had inside of it all the different ingredients. Now you take the Ezoiv. Again, there's Ezoiv two times. Let's not get confused. We had one Ezoiv that you burnt together with the ashes. Now we have a second Ezoiv that we're using to dip in the ash water. And then you're going to sprinkle that on the person. According to the Rabbanan, the word ish, the word tar, comes to teach us a man and a katan. The Rabbi Yehuda, ish, v'loi katan, tar, l'achshar, z'isha, comes to include even a woman. Everyone's allowed to do the hazal, the sprinkling, the sprinkling of these ashes, which is what we're talking about right now. And says the bride, so who could sprinkle it? Everyone calls me to if the cotton has das, then a woman can help him. And they could sprinkle together. So what's the problem? That's a brisa. The brisa concludes. What happened to Rabbi Yehuda? Rabbi Yehuda, a moment ago, four lines to the bottom, taught me ish Yes, isha. So what's going on in this brisa? What does it say? It says me isha. A woman cannot. And Rabbi Yehuda doesn't argue. Why does Rabbi Yehuda not argue in this brisa? Turning over to Men Gimelam at base, Veloy Pali Gravyudan, Ravyudan does not argue. Amr Abaye, you know why? Kivan to Amr Mar, since Mar has taught us, Mashma, Moitzimian, Mashma, Mashma, Memela, Palig. Who was Mar? That was Ula. That was yesterday. That's what we started off with today. Says Abaye, such a fascinating rule. Since this whole discussion has been what? Moitzimian, Mashma, Mashma, Memela, meaning sometimes it excludes, sometimes it does not. Ravyuda disagrees on that entire. Premise, meaning Rabbi Yehuda tells us that at every stage I disagree. So even though I didn't say it in the last time, he's going to have to disagree. And now we conclude that says the Gemara visa atar al and you sprinkle the tar and the tame tar. What does that teach us? Mechlal shu tame. Something that we've learned. It teaches us that he was tame, which teaches us limit al tful yoyim shekasher If you remember, we had way back when a special din by Parah Aduma that even a tful yoyim. What's a tful yoyim? Let's remember. So Yahim is the one who went to the mikvah, but the sun did not and but he did not have hair of Shemesh. He did not have the sun setting, and they specifically wanted such a person, the Haitzimiliban shall him. They specifically wanted him, which was the reason, if you want to remember, that they made other Khumras with the Baraduma in order to counterbalance these kulas that are being made. But says the Gemara, that's what we learn out from the Pasik. When Rav Yochanan and Rishlakish were learning about Baraduma, Loi Maski. 
Minei, they did not conclude Ella. Kimai Demosik Tala Mipei Karba. They only conclude what a fox brings up from a, a plowed field. Meaning, it's very, very confusing. Ella, you know what they said? Meaning, they didn't really have any ironclad rules. This is how you learn. This is how you learn. You know what? Ella, Amri. Mashma, Moisi, and Mashma, Mashma, Mela. That when it comes to Paraduma, there are no rules. Sometimes it excludes. Sometimes it does not. That is how Rav Yechlan Rish Lakish summed up the entire discussion of the day. Says the Gemara, Tana, Tana, Kamei, Rav Yechlan, Kola. And this is what we mentioned. We're going to have a conclusive statement now about something that we spoke about yesterday as well. Two days go into yesterday. Membeza Meral from the top. What is the story with Shechita done by Anan Kayin? Says Rav Yechlan, Kola, Shechita's Kshir Bizar. Chutz, Mishal Para. The Paraduma can't be done by Azar. Amrli Rav Yechlan. Pike, Tani, Barak. Get out of here. You're not right. We never find the case that Shechita is possible by Azar says Rav Yechlan. So don't tell me that Paraduma is possible. But the Gemara says it's not true. For Rav Yechlan, you know what Rav Yechlan said? He didn't, not only did he not listen to a Mishnah, he did not even listen to his own Rabbi. Rav Yechlan said the name of his own Rabbi. Rav Yechlan was able to argue and he said, It's kosher, you know why? And that is the conclusive statement. That either Shechita is always kosher by Azar and Ankayin, or perhaps Paraduma is the one case that it's going to be a bit different. Says the Gemara, Paralo Isel Parishnia. Back into the previous Mishnah and concluding, he's coming to the second par, he's doing the second Vidoy. And if you remember, the second Vidoy is slightly unique because the second Vidoy adds on not only for himself, but for all other Kayan and Bnei Beisai. Says the Gemara, Maishna Bevidoy Rishain, Tlayamar Bnei Aroin, Am Kedeshacha. The first time he didn't. Include his household. Answers the Gemara. This is how you deal with judgment. It's better that someone who is Zakai, someone who's clean, someone who already merited to come and be the one to beg for someone who's Chayev. Meaning, first the Kayin takes care of himself, first he gets his Kabara, then he continues after his Kabara and he works on the Kabara for the rest of his, the rest of the Bnei Aaron. That concludes that Mishnah, that concludes a lengthy discussion about Paraduma. And now we continue the Avaidu with the next Mishnah, which the Mishnah Shem will have some beautiful pictures, which of course the Mishnah is going to be elaborated on each detail in the Gemara. So today we're going to read the, end of the, read the Mishnah a bit faster. It says the Mishnah, Shachat Vikabal Bimizrak Esdamai. He shechs the carbon. What carbon? The carbon we're talking about. The par, the par that he just did Vidui. The par that he put his hands on, he did Vidui for himself and for Bnei He shechs the animal and he receives it in the bowl, the blood. And he gives the blood to someone else to stir the blood. On the fourth row of stone, so that the blood does not congeal. How there is someone else there? I, no one was allowed to be in the base of Migdash. We will talk about tomorrow. He takes the shovel. And he goes up to the top of the Zech. And he clears away these, the coals. And he 
takes the coals from the inside hot ones. And he comes down, he goes back to that fourth stone where there's a Kayin sitting there mixing the blood and he puts down the coals on that fourth stone. Now we're going to go through a whole list of things that every day the Kayin Gadol did one way, on Yom Kippur he did it another way. As we'll see tomorrow, many of the reasons are going to be because we don't want the Kayin Gadol to exert himself excessively. He's fasting, his whole lengthy Avaida. So we make certain uh, different dinim to help the Kayin Gadol. So he would take, he would scoop it up with his silver shovel and he would pour it into a golden shovel. He would scoop it with the gold and he would go straight in. We don't want to have him to pour it extra. He would take a four-calf shovel and pour it into a three-calf shovel. He would scoop it to three-calf and walk in with it. And with that, he would walk into the kind of Shaykhtashim. It was heavy today, it's light. It started a short handle on the shovel. It was long. It was gold, a yellowish gold. It was reddish gold. Most of you just bring one. Most of you just bring one. A handful. A carbon mincha. It was even thinner. They will go up on the eastern ramp. He walks up in the middle. He's the king. It's Yom Kippur. He walks up in the middle of the ramp. says that was always what the Kain Gadol did. Every day he washes hands and feet from the kiyar. From a flask of gold. He always did it that way. There were four fires on the base on the mizbeach. So to summarize this Mishnah, let's see a few pictures, which is where we'll pick up with tomorrow. You see the Kain Gadol, he has a he has his bowl over there with all the blood of the power, and he's giving it to another Kain to mix it. He's standing where by the fourth stone, as you see over here. Four stones, that is where he's standing mixing the blood. The Kain Gadol is walking in the middle of the Mizbeach up the ramp. He's taking from the inside of the coals, the inside hot coals. Then he comes back and he's now back on that fourth stone fourth step where the coin is mixing it he puts the coals on the floor this is an everyday what does he do he takes a silver shovel and pours it into a golden shovel here you have all your different shovels which we're going to deal with more tomorrow on every day you see over your coin head he goes up the side of the ramp circles of his back and goes down the other side of the coin gadol straight up the middle every day the coin gadol washes his hands and feed from the kier but on Yom Kippur sorry the picture is turned he washes them from the kitten shalzav and here are all the different pyres you have four to three to four four to two three to two each one changing the different cheetahs, and we'll pick up from here tomorrow.